This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is January the 22nd, 2020. Strong hand. Golden age 2020s. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. In motion. Value your wealth in Bitcoin. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Conviction. Unconfiscatable. Compete, don't complain. I'm offended by selling. Especially when you turn that Bitcoin into some crypto dividend that you got for free back in 2017. Oh, yeah. We're going to be talking about that Bcash thing today. All right. Hello, my elite friends. Listen very carefully. There's not that much to talk about tonight. So if you've got questions, now would be a good time to ask them on this very show. You type in Bitcoin Meister so I see them. Or you do a super chat so I see it and I will answer your question because there are not that many topics tonight. And remember, check out all the links below because everything I talk about is linked to below. Follow me on Twitter at TechBalt. Friday is this week in Bitcoin. It will be at 1.30 p.m. Baltimore time. That's New York time. That's Washington, D.C. time. And I believe that's uh, 6.30 in London. All right, and 10.30 a.m. in Los Angeles. So that will be Friday. I'll surprise you. I'll tell you the guests tomorrow once i am got all three of them confirmed. I know, I know two of them right now. Okay, so we've got, before I go into the two stories that I have listed in the title, Kim.com, I want to mention him very, very quickly. The numerous sites I created had over a billion users. I know what it takes to bring a billion users to crypto, and I'll have a role in making that happen. The time has come to bring crypto to the masses. The corrupt and outdated financial system has to go. Okay, the corrupt and outdated financial system has to go. Yeah, whatever, dude. It's it's not going. It's it can they can coexist together. They will coexist together. Eighty percenters will stick in the corrupt and outdated financial system uh, with their Fed coins and whatever. But you can say big things like that. That's great. You know how to get people excited. And the reason I'm pointing this out is because for all you new people out there, Kim.com has been saying the same thing since late 2016. Okay, so. Uh, he, he was supposed to produce something in early 2017 that was going to save, uh, just bring Bitcoin to the next level. And I wish him luck, okay? I wish him all the luck in the world. I know he's created great stuff, products uh, in the past that have nothing to do with cryptocurrency. And I hope he can, uh, you know, if he, he can bring Bitcoin to the masses, then more power to you, dude. But I... Uh, People who get excited about every time he comes up in the news, because he does seem to have a way of bringing himself back up. Uh, good for him. Uh, he's this is this been the same story since 2016. I mean, I, I had videos on this in late 2016. Say, yeah, Kim.com says in early 2017 he's going to change the Bitcoin. Yeah, and I, I back then I was excited about it. I don't get too excited about it now when he talks because you know, show me the money, dude. Show me. I mean. Uh, you talk a big game, walk the walk, brother. But good luck to him. I don't think I don't think he's a bad dude. I just uh, wanted to put that out as a public service announcement for all the people who get who ask me about Kim.com. What do I think? 
well, uh, I've been hearing the same thing since 2016. And it's four, it's basically four years later. It's over three years later. It's the end of 2016. But okay. Strong hand 2024. Pound that like button. I uh, speaking of this week in Bitcoin shows, the, the previous one on Friday that Gabriel from Venezuela was on, he was talking all sorts of Petro information, okay? And then lo and behold, I see Cointelegraph.com uh, uh, did a little bit more research into the into the Petro situation and actually contacted people in Venezuela. Good for them. And they, they kind of hit around at what's what's going on. The, the Petro was airdropped to millions of people. Uh, they're trying to sell it. And they're only getting... $30 per Petro instead of $60. The government says it's worth $60, but people are able to sell it for $30 worth of Bitcoin. Bitcoin, okay? So basically, your communist government prints money out of thin air, and it's been trying to do that with this boulevard for a long time, and it has failed miserably, horribly, hyperinflation. They produce this thing called the Petro, and people are paying 30 bucks in Bitcoin for it. And, and they're saying, well, it, it, the article tries to make it out like it's bad. Oh, you, you see, they, they didn't get their 60 bucks for it. They're, they're getting, dudes, they printed money out of thin air. I mean, it, it has value. They, they, this Petro has value. The government, I, now I do not like the Venezuelan government at all. But you got to say here, they bailed themselves out. They gave themselves a little bit more time here. If they they were living off of the <laughs> they were living off of the boulevard this hyperinflated piece of paper nonsense they come up with this thing called the petro and it's worth something it's rich it's i mean the market there is a market for this thing so uh it, it's i mean more corrupt government should, should look into this okay it works they have sold their story okay their story is hey we're printing up this uh, this cryptocurrency that's centrally controlled by us. It's worth something, and people are saying, "Yeah, it's worth something." It's I, I will I will uh, I will give Bitcoin up. People are giving Bitcoin up for this thing. Unbelievable! No one would give up Bitcoin for a I mean, for a, a boulevard. I, I hope not. I mean, you would need a wheelbarrow worth of boulevards to to get a to to get some Bitcoin. Anyway, I. Again, I do not like the Venezuelan government, but this is a win for them. This is a win for them. And we will have a, a, a guy born in Venezuela who lives in Toronto now on the show on Friday. You are probably familiar with him. Okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll ask him about this, what he thinks about the, uh, the latest and greatest from the Petro. Okay. Now the story everyone's been talking about today. And if someone says they're looking forward to seeing me in Vegas, I'm looking forward to seeing you, dude. Uh, now, and we met in L.A. before. Yes. I, I love L.A. Don't like Vegas, but I, I do like L.A. But I'm going to Vegas for Tones event on the 22nd of February. Be there, everybody. Unconfiscatable. Well, here. Yeah. <laughs> Bcash was in the news today, and they've come up with an infrastructure funding plan. And Jiang Zhuhor, 
I, I can't pronounce his name. He's, a, he's Chinese. He, he wrote a Medium post about it. And it's generating all sorts of controversy, dudes. And I'm going to give you my opinion on it. First of all, George Donnelly, who now is in the B-Cash. George has been on my show before. You might remember him as the Dash guy uh, in Columbia. Well, now he's in the B-Cash. I, I, that's a story unto itself. I'll have, to, I'll have to get more information about that. But George says, he puts a positive spin, spin on it. Bcash miners to give 12.5% of block rewards to Bcash Infrastructure Development Fund for six months, or their blocks get orphaned by a coalition that represents the majority of Bcash hash rate. So let me read you from the infrastructure post by uh, the guy in China. Uh, therefore, various major Bcash mining pools, and he lists them, BTC Top and Pool, BTC.com, via BTC, Bitcoin.com, are preparing to implement a six-month short-term donation plan. This plan aims to provide sufficient funds for Bcash developers to accelerate the Bcash development before the upcoming bull market in 2020 to 2021 slash 2022. Well, at least he's got a positive attitude. I wish that Bcash will be doing better in the future and that the Bcash BTC price ratio will increase from the current 4% to 10%, 20%, 30% or higher. So this, uh, this change is coming on May the 15th. A Hong Kong corporation has been set up to legally accept and disperse the funds. Say no more, centralization at its finest. That was a comment by someone un that, that commented on the original blog post. Now, you can read the original blog post below. You can read the Reddit thread below also, where many Bcash fans express their opinions. Some of them are quite worried about this situation. Uh, Whale Panda sums it up. Bcash implementing a 12.5% miners tax is hilarious, and anyone not donating will have their blocks orphaned. Literally a centralized totalitarian regime with a 51% attack threat. A Hong Kong corporation has been set up to legally accept and disperse funds. Again, he repeats that, which, which shows the, the centralization of this situation. So clearly Bcash... The guys behind Bcash didn't like the direction it was going in. The halvings coming up, people have produ produced, uh, predicted all sorts of gloom and doom uh, for, for, for Bcash during the Bitcoin halving, the Bcash halving, BSV halving. It's all happening at the same time, basically. And this is sort of like a Hail Mary pass. It's definitely central. I mean, you, you can't deny that it's centralized. Um it's, it's definitely a tax. <laughs> I mean, and it's different. It's different than what's been. So they are innovating. I, I will give them that. Are, are people going to be morally offended by it? Some aren't. Are those people buyers of Bcash right now? Probably not. Are, 
are people in the altcoin land who like to pump up altcoins really going to care about this? They'll take it as a positive, probably. It'll get Bcash into the news. It'll be controversial. Ooh, they're trying something completely different. It's a new form of governance. They may be able to be pump, pump their price. This will definitely, if Bcash was going to fall apart totally this spring, or yeah, this spring, this will definitely buy them some time. Now, in the long run, is this sustainable? Well, they say themselves they're only going to try it for six months. But you and I have know about all sorts of taxes that were only supposed to last a year, that were only supposed to be temporary. The, the Bay Bridge toll or the tolls on I-95, where I think we're only supposed to be nine, uh, temporary. <laughs> and they're still around, okay? Uh, I think, uh, why not? Why not? I mean, it's not my coin. But it does remind me of why uh, you can't rush things. They rushed into this, all right? They thought they had the answer in terms of scaling in terms of what the real Bitcoin was. And now they're forced down this path. So aren't you glad back in 2017 we didn't listen? You know, King of the Trolls was not accepted. That uh, Rocketman Wu, who is also part of this, was not. People were like, no, we're, we're not doing this. Bitcoin is the real Bitcoin. You could fork off. They forked off. This is what this is the point they've gotten to now. OK, a Hong Kong corporation has been set up to legally accept and disperse funds. All right, so I'm not a miner. I don't give a darn. Uh, I'm sure the Bcash miners that didn't agree to this yet or might not want to agree to this, uh, they're not happy. <laughs> but they're probably going to have to take it, okay? They're not going to want to deal with the orphan blocks. They're not going to want to deal with, all, with the majority. So that's my take on it. It, it might... You know, in this crazy world of altcoins, this this might uh, this might help destroy BSV. This might be the thing to be like, oh, Bcash is truly the real Bcash. Uh, let's totally forget about this BSV thing. I want to go to this centralized uh, new form of government governance, innovative form of governance. I mean, you can you can twist it any way you want to. You can market it any way you want to. And if we if if anything has come out of this out of this whole saga of King of the Trolls. He's he's a persuasive guy. He can convince uh, a lot of people. He can convince the 10 percenters who believe anything, but he can convince a lot more. He can convince some uh, more people also. So this was the big news today. It, it's definitely an experiment. It's, uh, what's it? The number four cryptocurrency is, is going, uh, is going Hong Kong corporation here. I mean, well, Ripple is already a corporation, right? And they're number three. So <laughs> Hey, this is where the big boys play. It, it's uh, in cryptocurrency land. You can be totally centralized, and you know, people buy you. People buy you up. They'll buy your. They'll buy your story, and that's why. Uh, why not let Facebook Libra? Why not let Facebook have a centralized cryptocurrency? These are these are centralized in, in their own ways. All right, uh, but who knows? Bcash, <laughs> and, and it, I mean. The, the guy doesn't lie. He's not hiding anything. He wants it to pump back to 10% of, of, of Bitcoin. He values his wealth in Bitcoin. He says it right here. He wants it to be 20%, 30%, or even higher. 
of the value of Bitcoin. I mean, even these guys who, who they're no fans of Bitcoin, they value their wealth in Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the standard. You all, that's what I mean by valuing your wealth in Bitcoin. Try to get as much Bitcoin as possible. These guys probably are. <laughs> all right. Yeah, Ken Bozak's up. I see he sent me three bucks. Dude, it's 2 a.m. over there, man. Good to see you. Hopefully I'll see you in person soon. Who knows? Maybe you'll be in Vegas. Maybe you'll be in San Francisco uh, for those lovely events. All right. We got people. Uh, we got people in the chat. Someone said at Adam. Uh, all right. General Stack said at Adam. Well, hello. Uh, you see, and then someone again, I, I, I really, I know I'm a stickler for this. And today I'm, I'm looking because there was nothing, there's not much to talk about today. But guys, can you type in Bitcoin Meister? Can you actually do that? You you go, hey, Meister, hey, Adam, hey, this, hey, that. Just on a normal day, I can't see that when you do this. And then the guy that says, hey, Meister, what is your 2020 price prediction on Bitcoin? Are you familiar with the show? Are you familiar with the show? We don't do that here. And I just said value your wealth in Bitcoin. My prediction is going to be worth one Bitcoin in 2020. I mean, if you're that impulsive where you need to hear some guy tell you how much it's going to be worth, you're not going to do too well in this, dude. You're not going to do too well in this. Wait, let it. It's a long term. It's a long term thing, baby. It's a savings account. You're trying to get as much Bitcoin as possible. Don't don't worry about the price. What what's it going to exactly be? OK, this this is what we, we got something called a having. You think for yourself by the end. People are going to notice by the end of this year that there's only half as much new Bitcoin being produced. Okay, have you heard of? The, have you watched the show in the past where I've talked about the two hundred ten thousand block theory? Okay, in the whole history of Bitcoin, for you fiat freaks out there, you take any date in history, two hundred ten thousand blocks later, it's worth more in terms of fiat. Okay, so you pick a day in twenty twenty, and I will say that. The price of Bitcoin will be worth more than it was 210,000 blocks previous to that, which is about 46 months earlier. OK, so December 31st of 2020. Yeah, there we go. It, it will be worth more than it was on uh, on October on Halloween of 2016 when I was in South Africa with Lorian Gamaroff, who back then was in the Bitcoin and now he's in the BSV. Whoa, things do change in this world, but have a strong hand, dude. Have a strong hand, dude. And uh, 2021 will be a, a real a real fun year because, again, it's 210,000 blocks from 2017, which was a real fun year. So, all right. What did Ken say? Just woke up to smoke. Very unhealthy of you. Good to hear. Uh, not good to hear. Going back to bed. Miss you, bro. See you soon in San Francisco. Well, well, Ken, lay off the marijuana, but I know it's I know it calms you and everything. It's you use it for medicinal purposes. I get that, but uh, I do not advise uh, doing that. But that's the way some people are. All right, but I, I do wish to see you, uh, Ken, in, in, in San Francisco. It'll be beautiful, and no doubt you will have the that lovely odor of natural uh, green things upon you. <laughs> But it's San Francisco. I mean, I, I don't think you're going to be able to resist there, right? With all the hippies around and whatnot. All right. No, I, I know you didn't mean any disrespect, uh, dude, who asked. Nov, Nov, Nov. I, I'm just trying to say uh, 
yeah, we really don't get into the, uh, it's, it, this is not a price show. This is, this is not, uh, I don't have those flashy titles that say a hundred thousand dollars in 2021 or a hundred thousand dollars next week. That's for the 80 percenters. And a lot of people fall for that and trade it now and it'll be worth a hundred thousand dollars. No, there's, there's not price predictions. We don't, we don't make big glamorous, uh, predictions like that. It's it's a it's a trend show. It's a long term thinking show. The trend is upward, very much upward. I can't predict specific days. I cannot predict specific prices. But uh, look into that 10, 210,000 block theory. It hasn't been proven wrong yet, and I'm uh, I'm excited about it. I, I like it. All right. Uh, and that's you know part of life. Life is a mystery, dude. If you knew what the price is going to be on October 31st of uh, of this year, I mean, that's not very fun. It's an adventure. You man, that that's the glory of Bitcoin. It is a roller coaster. Who knows exactly what it's going to be when you get there to that day? It, you know, the journey there is half the fun, baby. And uh, it, it, this is such an adventure. And we're at this early stage in this emerging technology, uh, and it's gonna it's it's paid off so well for. For those of us who have held on, uh, you know, through uh, 2013, 14, 15, 16, et cetera, et cetera, as, as long as, as you've been around. So uh, I guess we do have a different perspective on, you know, we really understand that one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin, but we've, we've seen that price fluctuate so much. And we got into it because we knew eventually it would, it, the price, it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter that much to us because uh, we, the, the fiat price, at least, because we were going to be able to get so much with our Bitcoin and just try to get as much Bitcoin as possible. That was, if you had that in mind in 2013 and 2014 and 15, you weren't worried about the price, just trying to get as much Bitcoin as possible. You're set for life right now. You're set for life right now. If you had that attitude that I'm trying to give you right now, just get as much Bitcoin as possible, get as much Bitcoin as possible. And then who knows when you will be set for life. I can't make a prediction on that. But I mean, my my thing was in 2016, get as much. I have videos, get 10 Bitcoin now. It only costs $4,000 total. Uh, I'm not saying that 10 Bitcoin, you're set for life right now. That's no guarantee. But uh, some people that were getting hundreds of Bitcoin, they're, they're set for life right now. They're trying to get as much as possible. Okay, so I'm going to leave you with, you know, we're talking about the future. Um, let's let's go to the past real real quick. And uh, before, a, a couple hours before this show, I think when I was eating, I was listening to some 80s music. And if you're ever down, I recommend listening to this one, one song. There's a lot of 80s songs that'll just, you know, bring a lot of happiness to you, put a big smile on your face. And maybe, you know, before you try to take that next little toke, maybe listen to this song. Maybe this will calm you and, and make you happy and 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 ease the pain of life. I think life is awesome, first of all. Uh, but the song is, and it's linked to below, <laughs> Wang Chung. It's by Wang Chung. I guess they were a one-hit wonder. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody have fun tonight. Dude, it is such, it is a silly song. It's a silly song, but it definitely pumps me up. It definitely puts a smile on my face. So it's linked to below if anyone is... Uh, down for some reason today. I know a lot of you fiat freaks are like, oh, the price went down 200 bucks or something. Get yeah, great. All right. Brian BTC said, 
Brian BTC says, God made weed, man made booze. Who do you trust? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I don't I don't partake in any of those things <laughs> in booze or, or weed. So uh, that I I, I I enjoy life. I as I just said, I'll if if I ever got down, I would listen to that that's that 80s song. How about that? That's how I would do it. But I, I really don't get down. I I, I don't understand. Uh, I, I know people have serious depression here, and I, I've mentioned that before. And I have no idea what that is, really, because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't understand. I don't. I get everyone gets sad, you know, when someone dies, you get sad and everything like that. But then you, you move on, or I can move on. But I know some people. It's a depression is a serious thing. It's a very serious thing. And I am I clearly. I, I have always said this. I am no expert in it because I, I do not experience it. So, but I will say this. Um, just I, I rely on uh, I try to stay as natural as possible in everything that I do in life these days. Now, that being said, you know, 10 years ago, I drank. Yeah, I, I partied and all that stuff. I valued my wealth and women and, and all sorts of. So, you know, no, you can change. It's just that you can change. And. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, anyone can adopt a healthy lifestyle. And I, oh, I used to eat candy and. I mean, because, and, and because I've always been thin, um, thank God I learned on my own that, you know, you can't do this. You can't eat Starburst all the darn time, even if you're staying skinny. Uh, and yeah, I, I made that switch and anyone can make that switch. And yes, yeah, Starburst are bad. Starburst are, if, if you ate Starburst burst, uh, all, every single day, that, that'd be as bad as uh, smoking weed a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Uh, what are we talking? We're getting into a beyond Bitcoin type of show situation, but uh, diabetes is horrible. Diabetes is, uh, and that's what America is suffering from now: overeating, eating these horrible sugar-filled. So uh, God, God made sugar also. God put sugar in the fruit, right? <laughs> so I mean, you can't overdo anything. You can't overdo anything. How about that? All right, that's it. You guys got a little bit of Beyond Bitcoin there today. Thanks for the questions, everyone. Uh, I love you all. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Um, and someone says, type 2 diabetes curable with fasting. How about this, Bitcoin motorist? Type 2 diabetes is treatable. I don't know about curable with, with fasting, but cutting out sugar completely from your diet. That that's if you're if you're on the ver if you're pre-diabetic, I wouldn't say fast. I would say eliminate all sugar from your from your diet. That's it. No white bread. No all carbs. Get rid of all carbs right there. That's what I would say. Because everyone knows I love fasting and everything. But if you're if you got diabetes or you're pre-diabetic, just cut the carbs off completely. Get rid of them all. Even the fruit for a while. I mean, you're you're like getting toward a serious thing now. Now, I like fruit, but if you're already toward this point in your life where you almost got a really serious disease, cut out all, cut every, all carbs out for a while and then ease back in the fruit and you'll, you'll be fine. You'll, you'll be fine um, if you're pre-diabetic. Now, I, I don't want to get – again, I'm not giving medical advice here. I'm, like, uh, I'm giving uh, health advice. <laughs> uh, do your own research, people, but if, if you are uh, – uh, if you are overweight, I, I would say just cutting out, cut off all carbs. The, the fasting is a, a, 
that's not going to, that's hard. Fasting is much harder than cutting out all carbs. You still get to eat. You get to eat a bunch of meat and stuff. That's fun. Uh, what are your thoughts on hardware wallets these days? <laughs> Many people question them these days. Well, uh, you should. <laughs> I'm laughing because that show I did on, uh, was it on, what's today? On Monday. Watch Monday's show. It was Monday's show. Yeah. Watch Monday's show. You'll hear me talk about one wallet. Now, I love Trezor and I, I love Trezor. A Trezor. I love my Trezor. I love the other ones. I got the other ones also. Trezor is my favorite one. If It's the way to go. If you're not, if you understand some of the basic concepts, you know, if, if you can handle a recovery seed, uh, a recovery phrase, whatever you want to call it, if you can handle passwords, uh, Trezor is, is, is there for you, okay? And if you've got a substantial amount of Bitcoin, it is there for you. Now, we talked about, uh, you know, these other solutions that are out there, which are glorified paper wallets, uh, which Bobby Lee has out there, the ballet. If you're a beginner and, and you really and you're like a 70 year old woman, yeah, that that's fine. But you don't stick with that. The, the ballet wallet, and that, that's not a hardware wallet. I mean, well, who knows what they call that? I mean, I don't know what he tries to call it. I like Bobby Lee, uh, and that, that's what my video was about. The all these people are making up conspiracies about Bobby Lee and, and his his ballet wallet. But the, the ballet thing, it's just like a casacious coin, right? I mean, people love casacious coins. But going back to the, the the real hardware wallets, Trezor, that's that's my favorite one. Um, if you got a lot, if you've got hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of Bitcoin, it's 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 good on your it's good on your Trezor. It's the best. It's it's what's out there, man. Um, what, then there, you know, Trace Bear has talked about setting up your own computer with the glacier protocol, all these complexities. I don't do that. I, I don't, I mean, I mean, you, and Andreas has talked about how if you don't fully understand how to do some of those complicated solutions, you're going to make a mistake and it's going to cost you. So you want to do something that you're comfortable with. And I think the hardware wallets uh, are, are best. They, they are very secure. They're not going to get hacked. Um, if, if you have it in your possession, especially, there's never going to be a problem. Um, and it, it's not going to, you know, because you plug it into your computer, some guy in China isn't going to hack into it. That's the whole point of it. Uh, and, and, and another thing, if, if you're a Bitcoin holder, how many times do you even access your Trezor? Seriously. The only, you, the only reason to access your Trezor is to, for crypto dividend reasons. And to get Bitcoin off your Trezor, God forbid, to get Bitcoin onto your Trezor, you just need to know, have a bunch of public addresses pre-made. And that's what you said. So all the Bitcoin that you're acquiring, you just send them to these public addresses that with your Trezor, you can generate hundreds of public addresses, save them all. And then over time, send the Bitcoin to these different public addresses. And it's getting to your, it's safe. It's safe and sound. You don't have to plug in your Trezor or anything like that. All right. So, yeah, you, you still got to trust the hardware, uh, man, hardware wallet manufacturer. So here we go, dude. If one Trezor, if, if one Trezor was corrupt, the news would come out. The company would be ruined. That would be the end of it. People would move their Bitcoin off the Trezor. OK, it's not ha happening. It, there's 
there, there is a level of trust involved. There is a level of trust involved, of course. Then again, you don't trust. So here you get your Trezor, you, you, you generate your uh, private key on it and everything, and uh, your recovery seed. You, you, you put some, and then you're like, well, maybe this, maybe this recovery seed that's coming up, it was already there. Okay. Well, then you wipe the whole thing clean. You do it again. Another one is generated and then you, you feel better about it. I mean, that, that takes care of the paranoia. Okay. Um, on a certain level. I mean, there's different, it, it, there's different ways to address some of the paranoia that, that's, that's out there. Again, some people say, well, maybe they have like some device inside of the Trezor that records every time a new uh, a new private key is is uh, is is generated, a new recovery seed is, is generated. I mean, someone would have found it by now. It's open source type of stuff. That's another thing you have to remember. This stuff is being reviewed on Trezor at least. It's open source. It's being reviewed. It's being reviewed. So you have to trust that uh, all the people that have looked at it. If for something to go wrong, everyone will have to have missed something. The people are physically taking it apart, looking to see if there are things in there and stuff. It's the best thing that's out there right now, okay? And Bitcoin to the Moon said, thanks for rocking the Bitcoin to the Moon shirt. Oh, yeah. I so I am. Check it out. It's linked to below, everybody. Uh Hmm. All right, dudes. Uh, I am out of here. I am Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Follow me on Twitter, TechBall, T-C-H-B-L-T. Remember, subscribe to the channel, like this video, share this video. Check out the links below. Pound it. Bang it. Click on the square that you see if you're watching this tape. You can watch. You can listen to these uh, shows on sportsmeister.com. Some people don't know you can get this in podcasts. Someone didn't know that on Twitter today. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow, people. Thanks a lot. That's the end of the show. Pound it.